welcome to Holding Fast. Great to have you in the podcast today. How is your anchor holding today? Is it gripped and informed by the unchanging Word of God? Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for allowing me into your life today, and I hope that you've begun this day in a right walking with the Lord. Recently, I have been meditating on a passage of Scripture from the Apostle Paul writing to the Thessalonians. And when recounting his activity in giving the gospel to this, well, actually the first gospel presentation on the European continent would have been in Thessalonica. And he was recalling in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 and chapter 2, his interaction with those that lived there in Thessalonica. And he said in chapter 2 and verse 7, But we were gentle among you, even as a nurse cherisheth her children. So being affectionately desirous of you, we were willing to have imparted unto you not the gospel of God only, but also our own souls, because ye were dear unto us. Here's a moment of transparency when the Apostle Paul was really sharing his heart with these dear people that he loved so much, and he cared about them very deeply. And I think therein lies a key to the success that the Apostle Paul had with nations that, and people groups that uh, were pretty much idolatrous and pagan in their worship. And yet he came in and I think gave us a really good template and pattern on how best to communicate the gospel, how to preach Jesus Christ to people who may not be predisposed to knowing him or maybe even believe in false teaching. I'm asked this question quite a bit. I was reading an article recently by Glenn Scrivener, and it really set my thought, and I I attribute some of this material to him, uh, because he just even remarks as well that as a pastor, uh, he and I both get asked questions frequently regarding uh, from, from people in our church regarding how best to be able to communicate the gospel in this postmodern era that we live in uh, that rejects authority and you have such a hodgepodge of people in their backgrounds. I'll frequently get asked questions by my church family about how do I answer a Jehovah's Witness or what can I say to my friend who believes in evolution or what's a good resource for understanding Islam? I don't know much about it myself or how do I deal with somebody who's just an uncaring, complacent agnostic or what's the best way with somebody who believes in crystals or the new age movement? And most of the time I get a question like this, and be honest, a lot of times uh, I ask my own self a question when I'm reaching, trying to reach somebody in my community. How can I best communicate the good news about Jesus to this particular person? Uh, And it's good for us to remember that in the helpful hints I want to give you now, uh, we never evangelize into thin air. In other words, there's always an audience, always a conversation. There's always a background and a context that somebody has. Our lives of witness really consist of messy uh, circumstances, complicated people, no, uh, there, there is, there's so little similarity. Everybody, can I put it this way? Two things. Everybody's different. And number two, everyone's the same. 
that sounds strange, but that is exactly what I have come across in my own ministry. And those complications can be frustrating, can they not? When you're trying to, when, when you love to imagine having somebody like the Philippian jailer come in and falling down on his knees and saying, what must I do to be saved? And in my mind, I concoct these various dialogues in which I really just give the gospel or maybe trounce the false arguments of, a, of an unfortunate opponent that may be before me. Uh, leaving them convinced of Jesus' lordship. Not to question uh, my my brilliant arguments for why they ought to be saved, yet that really bears no resemblance to the real thing of what it means to evangelize and reach people with the gospel of Christ. And I believe that's what Paul is getting at in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 8. Um, evangelizing people is not bringing a doctrinal baseball bat uh, or a massive download into people uh, that's un, un, that are unsuspecting about what's getting ready to happen. Um, we understand that evangelism is reaching people through people. People are very tricky. It means that evangelism can never be one size fits all because every person that you are going to talk to is going to be different in one way or another. Every encounter will be different. And all those questions like I gave you before when I started this podcast, are going to come into play. In fact, those kinds of questions will really be highlighted, and I want you to see that here. Here's two basic points for this morning. They seem contradictory, like the one, everyone is different, and state number number two, everyone is the same, but I think both of those are true in their own way. Let's look at the everyone is different one. Uh, If you're witnessing to your neighbor, Uh, say his name is Abdul, it can be very helpful to know what Muslims believe. But to imagine that knowing all the ins and outs of all 116 surahs or chapters in the book of Islam uh, will be the key to success and unlocking Abdul and what he's going through is really naive and short-sighted. It's insulting, really, because Abdul deserves to be known for who he is, where he's coming from, and not be assumed that he even holds to all those things that you've studied out. He may in, indeed believe something quite different, and that holds true for all people. There's no such thing as a scientist or a new ager in the abstract. What I mean by that is what exists are just uh, infinitely complicated people who happen to be scientists or new agers, and they don't always conform to a prescribed ideology. So what that what that calls for us to have is what the Apostle Paul said he had in verse 8. He was affectionately desirous. He was wanting to impart to them not just the gospel, but his own soul. That calls for an absolute unquenchable curiosity on your part. Before being an answerer, you have to first and foremost be a questioner. Uh, That turns on its head my Uh, my maybe previous patterns about evangelism. I might have thought that it was my job to be interesting. In fact, my calling is to be interested. This is actually a relief because, well, uh, A, I'm not very interesting, (laughs) and B, there's little more boring than a person who's trying to be interesting. On the other hand, there are a few things more nourishing than somebody who has an interested conversation partner, and that's exactly what Jesus calls us to be. 
It is often noted that Jesus asked far more questions than he answered in the Gospels. As a matter of fact, if you go through the Gospel and the public ministry life of, of our Savior, uh, the eternal Word of God, Heaven's great answer, the Lord Jesus himself actually put 290 different questions to his hearers. And even when he was asked questions of those who were his followers, he often just responded with another question. Uh, many of us have our pat answers that are all ready to go, but Jesus never handled his witnessing opportunities like that. He would delve into the questioner's background. He would look at their desires. Where do they come from? What are they looking for? What do they hope for? Their motivations, their assumptions. Uh, the one who knew all people never stopped inquiring about them. How can we be any less inquisitive when we really don't know our hearers or where they're actually even coming from? This is rebuking to me. This is this is life-changing to me in my evangelism. When people ask, how do you witness to those from other faiths and backgrounds? That's encouraging. That's exciting because they're taking an interest. And, and the training and the the research to know is important, but I want you to know the bottom line is if you want to know about Islam, ask your Muslim friend. If you, if you inquire of your friend, uh, that brings honor to them in the sense that you're concerned about them and you're personally interested in their actual beliefs and where they're coming from because you may actually find that there's a door open for you to be able to reach into their lives with the gospel in a way that is going to be understanding, it's going to be personable, it's going to know exactly where they're coming from. So I recommend treat your non-Christian friend as unique and then getting really, really curious and allow them to tell you where they're coming from and what they believe. Then you'll be ready for the second part that I'll bring tomorrow in the next podcast. Everybody is different, yes, but everyone is the same. God bless you. Look for those opportunities and seek God's direction as you evangelize.